Hello, it's Paul from Just Saying Things. That's the podcast you're listening to, so you know where it's from, but I'm Paul. And uh, it's just me right now. Travis is not here. I just wanted to follow up on something in our last episode that I just discovered or did some research on. Well, I just, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. This is me being professional. Ha! We don't do that on this podcast. All right. But uh, yesterday we did an episode, whenever it was now for whenever you're listening to this, the, the episode previous to this little special insert, uh, we talked about, some, I don't even remember what we called it, genocide, attachment, and some other stuff, current events, something like that. Um, I had seen a video that talked about the 10 stages of genocide and had this list, and so we went through them briefly um, and uh, commented and whatever. The So the video I saw it on is J.P. Sears, Awaken with J.P. on YouTube, which is fantastic. It was a good video. I don't remember what the video was called, but it was his, I think it was his most recent one, or maybe recent. It came out on, on or around September 11th of this year, 2021. If you want to look it up, I don't remember which one it was. Um, but then he talks, he says that, he implies that we're in, in, the, in the process, or he says we're in the process of the 10 stages of genocide. I think he had a set through number six. And um, where I can see elements of all of these being true in regards to the current coronavirus pandemic related stuff with the vaccinated and unvaccinated, I can see the application of what he's talking about, but I don't think that we're actually there. Um, I, I found this document online from the Genocide Education Project, and it's uh, the 10 steps were by a guy named uh, Gregory Stanton. He's a uh, doctor, professor um, at some colleges and stuff. And he led a nonprofit organization called Genocide Watch. And this, so this is bringing me back to Jonathan Turner and um, I can't remember his first name Aguilar I think that's how you say it um, a book called I just looked this up and I forgot already <laughs> American Ethnicity I think is the name of the book I just ordered it I haven't seen it in 13 years or something since I had a sociology class on race and discrimination um, or ethnicity and discrimination I forget what the class was called but sociology class and we this was one of our text books or whatever we used for the class American ethnicity, and so I got it because in that book I, I've been I've looked for it for years, but I couldn't remember the author's names and stuff. I finally figured it out now after a few minutes of Google searching. Um, but in it, there's this the model of discrimination that they use is similar to these ten stages of genocide, and I just but so I just want to clarify now. That I'm looking at this again that or I don't know, not clarify but follow up on um, on these ten stages compared to what we did in our last episode. Um, so it, it does seem, based on based on um, Dr. Stanton's presentation here, he's saying that these things need to happen. They don't have to, ha- they have to happen in order. It's They build on, what do you say? Genocide is a process that develops in 10 stages that are predictable, but not inexorable. At each stage, preventive measures can stop it. The later stages must be preceded by the earlier stages, though earlier stages continue to operate throughout the process. And so... I mean, J.P. Sears, he's a comedian, a satirist, and he's brilliant at what he does. And by pointing this out, it's informed me and made me think about these things. And so I'm glad that he, he brought it up. Uh, but I I think this is the kind of thing that um, when put into a humor context, you miss out on some of, some. well, 
obviously, but he's introducing it, so it's good. It's a, it's a way to get it out there and information to people. So, but that's what I want to maybe just take a little deeper look at it. Um, so let me give you the ten stages of genocide: one, classification; two, symbolization; three, discrimination; four, dehumanization. Five, organization. Six, polarization. Seven, preparation. Eight, persecution. Nine, extermination. And ten, denial. And um, and so he gives the explanation in each one. I don't think we're. I I don't think we're even in stage two. Uh, legitimately, when I you know when I first heard JP's description and read through the. the the brief explanations on the chart that he showed of each stage, I thought, yeah, we're at, we're at number six. Um, we could be, and it's polarization, uh, or or the Dr. Stan's explanation: extremists drive the groups apart. Sure, we're in that. Propaganda is being used. There is a divide um, happening, but I don't think that we've really gotten past classification at this point. The us and them. I think that exists. In in regards to this, I think it's you, you know I think you can apply this model to uh, a lot of different areas. Uh, so I guess with genocide, is genes can genes um, can it be by a belief? Can genocide happen on a belief? And I guess I, well I I think yes. Anything that you can align with, anything you can that you can identify with, can be a target of genocide. Now often in history we've seen it be religious or um, ethnic or um, What's the word I'm thinking? Boundaries, like uh, you know, like national, regional, or something like that. Um, but can it be on vaccinated and unvaccinated people? And I guess that's the question, and I I think that it can be, and I think we're seeing that right. I think we are. It's possible. I think that we could be on on a on a trail on that trail right now, genocide towards people who do not support, and it wouldn't be about vaccinations. It's about um, it's about following. It's about um, participating in the culture of government and control and stuff like that, I think, would be what the, the actual groups would be. So I don't think it's progressives versus conservatives, Republican versus Democrat, or any of that kind of stuff. I think it has more to do with um, control versus freedom, or control versus liberty, tyranny versus liberty, or whatever. Uh, someone else makes the rules, you make the rules for yourself, that kind of thing. And so I think we do, so we're I think the classification level exists. Dr. Stanton says, All cultures have categories to distinguish people into us and them by ethnicity, race, religion, or nationality. If societies are too segregated or divided, they are most likely to have genocide. So, are we becoming too divided on this topic of vaccine or no vaccine? I don't know if we're to that level of genocide yet, but could we get there? You know, and so the way we can see if we could get there is the next the next step is symbolization. This is the one that um, I don't I don't know if we're gonna if we get there. Then I'm gonna be then I'm gonna be nervous. I don't think we're there yet. But this is you know talking about um, symbols, either clothing, colors, whatever that you identify with. You know, you could say to some extent uh, the the cross that many Christians wear is a symbol, a symbol, symbol, symbolization, symbol. Um, they, he gives the example of swastikas, you know, and so we can see how these things can be attached. And so the more you, the more you divide, the more you separate, the more people um, may identify with their the group that they're part of. And that's where symbols can sometimes be adopted by that group to show their um, solidarity, or it can be applied by the powerful, the more powerful group or whoever's pushing the genocide um, as a as a way to push them out to. To identify for outcast, you know, for uh, what is it called? Um, 
I don't know what the word I'm thinking of is, but so I, I don't think we're in symbolization. But if we have to, or like what I talked about with Travis, the symbolization could be the masks to this point in the thing, but I don't, I don't think that counts in this. Um, but if we have to start wearing something <laughs> outward to show that we're vaccinated or not, or if we have to start showing a, a vaccine passport, I think that is getting into the spirit of symbolization. Um, so that's one way to do it, or like showing a vaccine card. So that could, so in, in some ways, having to show proof of, of vaccination to access certain resources, which is, or, or attending an event, um, is happening. Maybe that's an element of symbolization. Maybe we are further on the stages than I think, but I don't think we're there yet. Um, the third stage is discrimination. And so once the groups are identified and start to be, sim- you know, cu- covered by a symbol, then it's easier to identify them. This is where the, the uh, Turner and Aguilar, I got to look up his name so I'm saying it right, <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> somewhere in there. Um, but their book, American Ethnicity, and the, and the presentation of this model, which once I get, we're definitely going to do an episode on that. Um, when, um, so that, that model I, y- y- follows this. It says that when you have uh, uh, the groups identified, uh, segregated, then the, the 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 minority group might start to identify more strongly within itself because that's what we do. We, we want to be connected. And so if you're being ostracized for whatever reason, whatever classification the, ma- the majority group has deemed you are this classification and for that reason we're going to um, separate you and push you away, then you start to identify with your group. And so that's where you, know, you start wearing gang colors or symbols or something like that. And the more you do that, though, the more identifiable you become and then the more you're discriminated against or could be. You know, and so that's it's so similar patterns here between the that, that model of discrimination and um, stages of genocide, which I find fascinating. Um, okay, so discrimination. A dominant group uses law, custom, and political power to deny the rights of other groups. So whoever the majority is. And so in this case, if the United States government is pushing vaccines, they become the majority group, the dominant group, and they're going to start using whatever supposed or legitimate authority or power they have to block access to resources of the minority group. So if, if, if this is the case, then, or if this plays out, we'll see the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated will have to become um, identified by a symbol and then because they have that symbol, they will no longer be able to access certain um, resources. Now, again, uh, I, I, I like Major League Baseball. I'm watching baseball. I watch the Mets. <clears throat> if to, in order to attend a, a, a baseball game right now at that level, you need to either have proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within the last 24 hours of the start of the game. So if you don't have that symbol and you... That then you are denied access to that event. Sounds like that might be happening then. But, again, I could still go to the grocery store and stuff, so is it, you know, but I guess no matter what level of discrimination is happening, it's, it is happening. Um, so interesting. I still, I'm going to hold true to, or I'm going I'm to hold with my position that we're at the first stage still. Of, of genocide, of actual genocide, but it's just interesting to look at these. So discrimination, there's uh, there's an argument to be made that we're at that level. Um, stage four is dehumanization. Dehumanization, uh, in, in this document, Dr. Stanton says, dehumanization is when one group treats another group as second-class citizens. Um, 
and so you can you know if you think back to the Holocaust and uh, the Nazis were portraying the Jewish population as animals as less than human as whatever and um, <coughs> that was the the way that they can dehumanize them it's easier to kill a non-human than it is a human from a human you know for a human being not that I've done that but uh, from that's what I've gathered over the years of reading and such um, <laughs> so so you dehumanize I mean, and, and militaries do this all the time you know you either you got slang terms for your enemy or um, or you talk about how savage or, or beastly they are you, you know you try to take them you don't say they're civilized refined gentlemen that we're going to go up against you say uh, they're savages and um, whatnot and uh, and so that uh, there's if you're not familiar there's an there's a series on Netflix called Black Mirror. I think that's the name of it, right? And I equate it to a modern modern day Twilight Zone. And there's an episode where these soldiers have this implant, neural implant, or something on their eyes or something. I forget. It's been a couple of years since I saw it. That um, shows certain people as these like alien-looking creatures and or monsters of some kind. Maybe they look like zombie-type monsters or something. But they they send these soldiers to this country and they're telling them there there's these infected people or these monsters that they have to kill them and they're really it's just it's it's a process of committing genocide they're trying to wipe out this population of people in this other country uh, but to make it easier for the soldiers to comply they've tweaked their ability to see those people as human and they see them as monsters and so that's an amazing um, illustration of this stage of dehumanization. So I, I don't think we're there yet, but I mean, there are some people who uh, they, you know, well, President Biden said that if, uh, you know, it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And then, you know, that leads to this, uh, you know, people saying that you're the problem, you're call, you're killing grandma and all that kind of stuff if you're not vaccinated. So there's some, maybe it's the start of dehumanization. Hmm, maybe, I don't know, something to think about. Okay, next stage is organization. I wasn't planning on making this a super long thing, but I guess I'm going to go through it all. It's 15 minutes so far. If you're already still listening, I'm sure talking fast. <laughs> That's what I do when I get excited about a topic. I'm not excited about the topic of genocide. I'm excited about uh, <clears throat> learning and, and, and sharing. You know what I'm saying, right? I don't know. Maybe don't. All right. Continuing on. Fi uh, stage five, organization. Um, Dr. Stanton says, genocide is always organized, usually by the state though sometimes informally or by terrorist groups. Special army units or militias are often trained and armed. Plans are made for genocidal killings. Um, so we're, I don't, we're not there yet. But this would be if there were vaccine police or something like that. You know, if there was some kind of group specifically set out to enforce um, the vaccination identification like you, at border crossings or at, at events, which I guess is happening, or you know, if someone is standing in the grocery store and saying you can't shop here unless you can prove vaccination, that would probably be what this would look like. But then if you are not vaccinated, what would they do to you at that point? You're out in public, and um, would there be punishments and stuff like that? There are fines uh, now, or you know, they're being pushed or have been pushed or was just announced or something, but the, uh, for people violating these things. Uh, what was it? I was just reading about this. They doubled fines for something. I don't know, but there are there are so there are punishments in place, and uh, so currently the the regular law enforcement groups are tasked with um, following up on those, I suppose. Uh, <clears throat> but there's not a but 
I don't see it being organized yet. I, def I definitely do not think that we have hit this level of genocide yet. Um, so these, these next ones would be things that if we start to see the previous steps more solidified, then these would be the ones that would be coming up next. So organization, I think, if it gets to the point where there are groups specifically designated to enforce these rules, then um, <clears throat> I think we're, we're at that stage. Stage six is polarization. So this would be, uh, I do think that we're seeing elements of this, um, but we haven't hit the stage yet. You know what I'm saying? All right, so this is about propaganda. Groups start to um, sh uh, spread information that widens the divide between the us and them groups. And uh, so if we start to see more of, I mean, we, CNN, MSNBC, all of all of the major news networks seem to be pushing this agenda, you know, and this, whatever, you know, and that sounds like, I'm an extremist, I understand that. Uh, I have a skewed view of things, I'm on the fringe, whatever. Um, and so the way I look at this, I'm, I am classifying it in that capacity, but you might not. And so maybe you don't. But I, I look at these these groups, these me media agencies, as, um, as pushing an agenda. They have an they end goal. They have an idea, and they're pushing that idea whether or not there's evidence to support it. Um, but that's my opinion. Um, and that's where, uh, that's where we get to with polarization. He also says laws may forbid intermarriage or social interaction between the groups. So <clears throat> that is a that is a, a stretch to think that uh, we'll get to that point. But what if we look at uh, laws may forbid uh, intermingling or interaction between the groups in uh, public schools? You know, so then if you're unvaccinated, you can't go to, you know, the whole age thing right now is not really, they're not vaccinating younger children yet. But, you know, colleges, and workplaces are already doing that, so that that kind of that kind of polarization is happening. Um, so it's I don't think we're seeing it, but it could happen. I mean, that's that that's definitely down the road. Hopefully, never, but it could be there. Um, and so it's something to be aware of. It, this is the thing that I studied as studying psychology. You learn that there's so many things that we do, or we have a tendency to do as humans that we're not even aware of that we're doing it or we have this tendency because it's been culturally, so, socially bred inside of us. And so we, we do these, or they've done these experiments and they put these names on it like the bystander effect. And then the quickest way to defeat these things, these tendencies we have, is just to become aware of them. If you're aware of the bystander effect, you're less likely to uh, be acting in that effect. If you're not familiar with what that is, look it up or I'll talk about it in the future. And um, so talking about these stages of genocide, some people go, oh, that's crazy. It's impossible. It's not ever going to, it's not a genocide. You're insane. Okay. Maybe. But what harm is it in talking about it? Maybe there's harm in me saying this is definitely happening or whatever. I can see harm in that. If I go on, if I go on news and got a huge audience, two people are going to listen to this. So I'm not too worried about it. But even if a thousand, a hundred thousand people listen to this, I'm talking about it in in a questioning way, and I think that's important for us to do about all things. So let's let's question everything. If you can't even question it, then you gotta you gotta do a little bit of soul searching. Of why? What is your attachment that is preventing you from questioning? All right, moving on. So stage seven is preparation. Um, he says national or perpetrator group leaders plan the final solution to the Jewish, Armenian, Tutsi, or other targeted group question. 
Um, you know, they say like, what, what is the final, what is the, the question of the Jews? What is the final solution? As the Nazis would say, they often use euphemisms to cloak their intentions, such as referring to their goals as ethnic cleansing, purification, or counterterrorism. They build armies by weapons and train their troops in militias. They indoctrinate the populace with fear of the victim group. Leaders often claim, if we don't kill them, they will kill us. Oh, that sounds strangely applicable in the pandemic of the unvaccinated. If we don't vaccinate them, they're going to kill you. Hmm. Maybe some of these things have been uh, have been said. I mean, we've definitely been, to- you know, the the that statement of uh, if you don't get vaccinated or if you don't at first if you don't mask up and now if you don't vaccinate you're killing grandma it's out there if they don't if we don't kill them they will kill us an extreme comparison hmm you decide stage eight persecution dr stanton says victims are identified and separated out because of their ethnic or religious identity death lists are drawn up in state-sponsored genocide members of victim groups may be forced to wear identifying symbols their property is often confiscated sometimes they are even segregated into ghettos deported into concentration camps or confined to a famine-struck region and starved genocidal massacres begin massacres their acts of genocide because they intentionally destroy part of a group at this stage, a genocide emergency must be declared. If the p- political will of the great powers, regional alliances, or the UN Security Council, Council can be mobilized, armed international intervention should be prepared or heavy assistance provided to the victim group to prepare its self-defense. Humanitarian assistance should be organized by the UN and private relief groups for the inevitable, ti- inevitable tide of refugees to come. Now, that's interesting in the context of if the group being targeted is the unvaccinated and these great powers, regional alliances, and UN groups are the ones pushing for the vaccine, then who is supposed to provide assistance to the victim group? And, you know, so you get, this is interesting because I guess in, in uh, historical situations of genocide, the, the victim group is purely a victim with, you know, the, their they're targeted and, and the, the lies are told that they're a danger to the, to, to the rest of the people, but they're not. They haven't been traditionally. Um, and in this case, the argument would be that they are, uh, they are a danger. And, but that, that's a very subjective argument that someone who's unvaccinated is a danger. If you're vaccinated, isn't it, aren't you protected? Take care of yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing. If they're unvaccinated, won't they just die from the super contagious uh, deadly virus? And let it happen. I don't know, something, that's just, it's interesting. It's very interesting. So, persecution, um, and again, we can see elements of this happening, not not to the level of genocide, I don't believe, but there, it's, you know, it's, it, we can see examples of it. Okay, stage nine, extermination. Extermination begins and quickly becomes the mass killing, legally called genocide. It is extermination to killers because they do not believe their victims to be fully human. Um, when it is sponsored by the government, the armed forces often work with private armies to do the killing. Sometimes genocide results in revenge killings by the groups against each other, creating the downward whirlpool-like cycle of mutual genocide where the victims actually organize and commit a second genocide on the perpetrators. Interesting. So, we're not there, obviously. But wouldn't it be interesting if it came to that? Well, I don't know, interesting, terrifying. But if they said, okay... These people refuse to be vaccinated, so essentially they're saying they want to kill you because they want to spread the virus, so we must kill them. Interesting. That would be interesting. Terrifyingly interesting. Hopefully we don't get there. Uh, Obviously we're not there. 
Uh, stage 10, denial. Denial is the 10th stage. It always follows genocide. It is among the surest indicators of further genocidal massacres. The perpetrators of genocide dig up the mass graves, burn the bodies, try to cover up the evidence, and intimidate the witnesses. They deny that they committed any crimes and often block what happened on the victims. They block investigations of the crimes and continue to govern until driven from power by force. When they flee into exile, leaders of the genocide continue to deny the crime unless they are captured and the tribunal is established to try them. Hmm. So, those are the ten stages of genocide as drawn from the Genocide Education Project, Dr. Gregory Stanton, that we referenced yesterday without any kind of real research, knowledge, or awareness. And I just wanted to clarify some of those things and share that information because I think it's really interesting and valuable, um, enlightening, expanding of awareness. <clears throat> and that's what we're all about. Well, that's we want to think that we're all about that. We'd like to be all about that. And so we're trying to get... Nah, I don't know. We're all about that. That's we'll just say that. I keep leaning away from the microphone. And that must sound terrible and annoying. Um, but that's so that's my follow-up thoughts on the 10 stages of genocide. And we will be back with you shortly in uh, the near future for another full-on episode. We actually got a voice message on the podcast but back in January and neither of us follow up on uh, any of these things <laughs> or we weren't aware of it until yesterday I didn't notice the notification usually um, we use my iPad to record these episodes yesterday we used my phone because I didn't have the iPad available and uh, the phone gave me the notification in the in the dashboard where we record from that we had a new message and I checked it it was from January 31st I'm like wow we missed that one nine months later but um, so it's from somebody named John who listened he gave us a suggestion for a topic to, to discuss he was interested in what we thought about that and so we are going to do that in the next episode um, so John if you happen to listen to this nine months later after not really posting anything for a long time forgetting we exist I imagine um, we will answer your question and we do appreciate you uh, sending it to us so now we know to check that. If anybody has some thoughts they want to share, send us a message um, through anchor.fm, I think is where that function lies. Um, so go check that out. Anchor.fm forward slash just saying things podcast, I guess. I don't actually remember. What the, <laughs> too bad. I don't know. Sorry. Um, look us up, though. There might be a link if you're listening to Spotify. Or I think they might have a link to send a message, but it'll be anchor.fm. All right. So that's that. Thank you again for listening as always. Have a great life, and we'll talk at you soon. Bye.